Hi, my name is Kara Myers and welcome to the Travel Business Lounge. Each week I chat with women who have built incredible businesses in the travel and tourism industry. You'll hear their inspirational stories of success. We went from 2,000 a month to about 70, 72,000 a month um, in that span of, of nine years. And struggle. I wish that I could tell you that I pivoted really quickly and like jumped back on my feet and I did it. And what they learned along the way. Give yourself the grace of knowing that it's not gonna happen overnight and you're gonna make a ton of mistakes. And as long as you learn from them and move forward, that's okay. So grab a coffee, hit subscribe and get ready to learn and feel inspired. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Travel Business Lounge, the place where we celebrate and learn from female entrepreneurs in the travel industry. Uh, today's episode is absolutely amazing. Our guest is Charlotte McGee, the founder of Wistaway, uh, which is a surprise travel agency that exclusively plans mystery trips for clients. Her customers literally have no idea where they're going until it's time to travel, making for a super fun surprise. I had never heard of the concept of surprise travel before discovering Wistaway, but I absolutely love the idea and think Charlotte has done an amazing job building this business from the ground up. If you've ever dreamed of one day starting your own travel agency, or maybe you just love planning trips for people and want to know how to turn that passion into a profitable business, then definitely listen in. Charlotte is an open book and really dives into some of the challenges she's faced and what she's learned since starting her mystery travel business in 2017. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I did recording it. Uh, and without further ado, here is Charlotte from Whist Away. Hey again, it's Kara. I just wanted to mention one last thing before we dive into the show. This episode was originally recorded in the fall of 2020. Everything that is discussed is still absolutely relevant. You just might notice some references that date it to that time. Uh, but not to worry, there's still loads of great content. So I hope you enjoy it. And now, back to the show. All right. Hi, Charlotte. Welcome to the Travel Business Lounge. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I am, like I said, so excited to talk to you because I am just fascinated by the concept of surprise travel, and I loved your website when I came across it. So let's get right into it. What is Wistaway? Wistaway is a surprise travel company, um, which basically means that uh, travelers choose their the region they'd like to go to. So of course, the caveat here is this is all pre and post COVID times, right. right? Yes. So they're choosing between Europe, North America, and Latin America. And okay. they fill out a quick survey letting me know everything they'd love to do when they travel. And then I plan and book the whole thing for them. And they find out where they're going a week before they leave. So it's a surprise destination. I love it. I saw on your website that you have the question, you know, you know, people either or you say people either respond I could never do that or wait, this is so cool. And I'm definitely number two in that I thought it was just incredible. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm someone who, you know, thinks planning a trip is, you know, almost as fun, if not more fun than actually going on the trip yourself. However, 
when it comes to surprise travel, the idea of someone, you know, after I fill out a survey, uh, designing a, a trip based on what I like is just incredible. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's not for everybody, obviously, but um, for the people that it is for, they have a blast and they keep coming back. So there's something to it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how? so what is your background? Tell us a little bit about how you got into travel, where you come from, um, and then how you came up with the idea for Wistaway. So I was, um, prior to starting Wistaway in March of 2017, I was a, a teacher in public school here in Charlotte. I taught English as a second language, and prior to that, I taught Spanish. So um, I had been, you know, I really loved my kids, my students, and the the issue was that I didn't agree with everything that was going on in the public schools. Um, anybody who's in the States is like furiously nodding their head right now. Like it's a, it's a dumpster fire. Um, and <laughs> in a lot of places. Yeah. And so, you know, I was on this trip one weekend with my husband in Savannah, Georgia. And of course I had planned the whole thing because I always planned our trips and plan trips for other people. It's something I'd love to do. And we were having drinks and we were looking at the water and we were just like, you know, living in the moment. And he said, you really should consider doing this for a living. I said, what? You know, drinking? I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> and he was like, no, you should, you know, consider planning trips uh, for a living. And I was like, hell yeah, that sounds great. And so I'm a doer. I'm an action taker. So I got home and it was like. I started taking notes and brainstorming and just getting it going. And um, it just, like, I put up a website and the website was awful. You know, I'd never built a website before. <laughs> and, and just like learning along the way, reading a lot of books, listening to a lot of podcasts. And it just slowly became what it is today, which is something I'm really proud of. Amazing. And was it always surprise travel or did you start with doing just travel planning uh, in general? It has morphed a few times over the last three and a half years. Um, it started as only surprise, and I've played with different things. Like for a period of time, I had just, you know, quote unquote, normal travel planning. Mm. Um, and then I was like, no, that's no fun. I don't want to do that. So now we're back to all <laughs> surprise travel. That's great. And how did you come up with surprise travel specifically to begin with? Well, I want, it is not my original idea. Um, I wanted to come up with a way to provide travelers with a service that was like zero work and stress on their end, um, where they could just like pop onto a website and enter some information and then like have it just taken off their shoulders, the planning, because planning trips takes hours and days. Yeah. I mean, it takes forever. Um, and if you don't enjoy that, that, that sucks. So I was talking to some girlfriends of mine about starting this business. And one of my friends mentioned the company Pack Up and Go. Have okay. you heard of them? No, I haven't. I'll look them up after this though. Yes. That's another female founder. Her name is Lillian Rafson. Okay. They're out of Pittsburgh. Okay. And her model is also surprise travel, but she does, um, she has a whole team. They do uh, weekend trips only within the U.S., and I was like, I love that. How fun. But I want to make 
my, you know, I want Wistaway's trips to be longer and I want them to be international. I want that possibility, that option. And so I kind of used her model, but expanded on it. That's incredible. Now you said, you know, you wanted to limit the amount of work that your clients would have to do. So what, what do they do in this process? So they find your website, they find you somehow. What are the first steps that they take to, to get their trip designed by you? So they obviously choose their, their region. So again, pre post COVID, let's say you choose Europe as your region. If you choose, if you're going on a solo trip, a trip with someone else or a family trip okay. and you choose your budget, there's three options. So boom, boom, boom. It's very easy. After you choose your budget, you, this survey pops up and it takes about 10 minutes and the survey serves as a filter for me. So you enter, you know, when you'd like to travel, what kind of weather you enjoy, what kind of activities you love to do. Um, if you're going to Europe, you could say, you know, I've been to London before, I've been to Spain before, I've been to Norway, right? And so those would be taken off the possibility list. It's just telling me everything. It's like um, it's like a dating profile, like online dating <laughs> for travel. Right. That's amazing. And instead of the trips coming to you, it's like you have this professional matchmaker of you and your perfect <laughs> trip, right? It's like that. that. I love that. Now, how how did you come up with the right questions to ask? Is there a, the perfect formula or you, have you, um, I don't know, have you changed it over the years? I have definitely changed it. Um, <laughs> I always get feedback from my travelers and they have given me you know, excellent feedback. So, um, things have been added, super, superfluous questions have been taken away. Um, whatever. And sometimes, you know, I'll get, I'll get the survey and I'll have some ideas and I'll follow up and ask some, some more questions, um, just to make sure, like I have a couple that's going on a, a honeymoon next month. And so I can't tell you where they're going yet, but, um, I had to follow <laughs> up and ask, are you claustrophobic? Um, are you an animal lover? Like I found these activities that I got really excited about, but right. I had to make sure that they still, you know, they fit for them. Yeah. That's so tricky. So do you ever have, like, what are some of the challenges with that? Have you had guests go on any of your trips and they're, you know, it's not quite the right fit or how do you deal with those situations? Because I mean, travel planning is already really difficult, but oftentimes you know, a travel planner will send an itinerary uh, through ahead of time. And then the, the client can say, you know, yes or no, or can I tweak this or whatever. But in this case, it, it's totally on your shoulders. Yes. So I think, and I have to say, I've, I've never heard from clients that they didn't like the destination. In fact, what I hear most often is, well, not most often, but what I have heard is I would have never have thought to go there. I want to move there. Like, you know, you picked a great spot. One couple went on their honeymoon and they had never heard of the place they were going. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it was to <laughs> Lisbon, Portugal, and the Azores, and they had never heard of the Azores. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so they opened it and they were like, okay, I don't know what that is, but let's go. I think part of the reason that it's gone so smoothly is that if you're a person who's willing to say, here's my honeymoon, do it, like yeah. surprise me, then you're already the type of person that's a little bit more go with the flow. 
yeah you have to right. be in that situation absolutely yes yes yeah that is I would I would just love that <laughs> I would just love to know what someone based on my you know responses to the questions I would just love to know what someone what you would come up with um, as the ideal trip for me so I just think it's a great idea yeah it's like a personality test almost like we love as humans <laughs> we love to learn more about ourselves and to say okay this is me where's my perfect place I don't know that's fun yeah that's so true I love personality tests as well yeah, so, yeah it's all connected yep um, so let's go back a little bit. So, you know, you, you were in teaching, you, you know, you obviously you loved planning trips, um, and you were obviously very good at them, but you weren't doing it professionally. So how did you get into this? What were the first steps you took, um, to, to get your business going? Did you have to do any training? Did you have to get a license? Did you, what were the first steps? So I did not get training or a license. I'm not a licensed travel agent per se. I don't have the number. Um, okay. But that's because my booking model is a little bit different than, than normal travel agents. So I don't partner with airlines or hotels or, or anybody. I don't get a kickback from anybody. Um, and the reason for that is because I have three huge regions of the world that I'm working with. And I've sent people to like different groups of people to the same place, maybe twice or three times. Like everybody's going somewhere right. different. Yeah. And I don't book the big hotel chains um, through Wistaway. You're either going to stay in an Airbnb or, or VRBO or you're going to stay in a boutique hotel. So I also wanted to be sure that I was always focused on, you know, what is best for Kara, not what is best for getting me a kickback from Marriott. Right. Um, yeah. And that's not to disparage, you know, again, quote unquote, normal travel agents. That's just the way that I wanted to do it. Yeah. So the first steps that I took were, you know, all the boring stuff, the setting up your bank <laughs> account, um, getting an LLC in place, getting insurance, setting up a really awful website through Squarespace, <laughs> um, which is now a lot better. Um and I really waited to do the stuff that would cost money, like my logo, which I hired out, or my or my um, art that I include in my um, itinerary, stuff like that. Like that was all later after money came in, then it could get prettier. At first, right. my itineraries looked like an eighth grade book report, like they were a mess. <laughs> I love that. You have to be scrappy and just, you know, take things and, and allow things to grow. Um over time is you're not going to be perfect from the very beginning. No, no. And if anybody's listening and they're thinking about starting up something like this, I think the tendency um, is to go for all the really pretty stuff first, like thinking about your branding and thinking about your logo and all that pretty stuff. And that's so fun, but there are other things that have to be in place too. And a really good book for this is the hundred dollars startup by Chris Gillibo. I have heard of it. I will check it out again, but um, it's a good it's a good recommendation. So you, you, obviously, you're sending people all over the world, like you said, to different continents. Mm -hmm. How do you find? And you said you know you're not working with the same hotels or the same you know offering the same activities. How do you find suppliers that are a good fit for your brand? How can you ensure that you know the people that you're sending your clients to? Um, are going to offer them the best experience. If I haven't been there myself, um, it's a, it's a lot more research. So 
I look for things like local blogs in the area or travel bloggers that have been to those places. What I'm looking for is, especially with the accommodations, a lot of people say that they don't care so much about the accommodations and they want most of their money spent on other things like activities and stuff. Mm. But if you walk into your accommodations that someone else has booked for you and you're not wowed, then there's there's going to be an issue. So I want I look for quirky, I look for a boutique, I look for beautiful views, I look for one or more things that can wow someone. And once you've gotten that, like everything else seems to kind of fall into place. So it's a lot of, you know, travel bloggers, local bloggers, stuff like that, who can give a real honest opinion. Right. And how long would you say, how much time do you spend, you know, in the, in just in the research phase, not necessarily booking anything, but just finding the right accommodation, finding the right activities? It totally depends because sometimes the, the choosing the destination takes a long time and sometimes it's obvious. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And so when it's obvious, it's like, okay, we've got that. Like that's the first step. Right. Mm. Um, and from there, the budget is a really good filter too. So, okay, this is the budget we have. This is how many nights we want to go. We want to have a cushion for booked activities. It just like, there's such a cool filter that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say, I tell my clients that it takes between 10 and 12 hours start to finish to okay. make things, sure things are, are where they need to be. Right. I would imagine even longer because, yeah, if you're, if you're given a continent, that's a, that's a, you have so many options. You could do so much with that. So Yes, sometimes it does. Wow. But you must enjoy the process. You must enjoy the, the travel planning itself. I love it. It's like a puzzle, you know, <laughs> it's totally like a puzzle, like getting the results of a survey and then putting all the puzzle pieces together. And then it's so exciting because every trip I send out, I'm like, okay, I need to go take that now. Like I'm yeah. jealous of every trip that I send out. <laughs> They're all so cool. So I just get so excited for folks that get to do it. Yeah, absolutely. That must be one of the hardest parts is just designing the trip and then sending them off and not being able to <laughs> go along with them. Yes, totally. Totally. Uh, so how did you get your first clients? How did In those very early days when you were just starting your brand, how did you get people booked on those first trips? Well, this is another huge lesson that I learned because I started Wistaway in March. And this is complete honesty. This is going to sound so ridiculous to you. But I remember hitting, I guess, publish on the website, like making it live. And I hit publish and I was like, I got to keep my phone on me because people are going to be all over this. Like I cannot lose sight of my phone. Like day one, ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, You know, no social media accounts, no way for people to find me. It's it's been a huge learning curve. I love Um, the heart in it though. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) So it took from March to, so I was teaching still. I taught for the first year and a half that I was, uh, that I started Wistaway. So I was still teaching. I started in what? Sorry. What year year was that again? 2017. 2017. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't get my first booking until June. Okay. So if you are on Instagram and you're following all these business folks who are like $10,000 months, you know, your first <laughs> month, no, yeah, no, no, no. Like wish them well, back away slowly. That was not the situation. <laughs> Give yourself some grace, like, you know, yeah. as you start your business. Um, but the first clients were honeymoon 
clients and they were a friend of a friend of mine. So they had met me once and they heard about Wistaway and they were like, yeah, let's do it. So, oh man. And the first time the little Dean came through, it was the best feeling. Oh, that's incredible. And where did you send them on their honeymoon? They went to um, a beach on the coast of Mexico, like um, not Cancun, but like south of Cancun. Maybe it's Tulum or somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, very nice. And then, so how did it, how did you grow it from there? You got your first clients. They were recommended through a friend of a friend. Uh, Did the next clients, were they finding you direct on your website or were you starting to use social media more or where were those next clients coming from? I was starting to use social media. I also did a couple of local um, like business markets. So they, where they close down the street and you have a tent and you talk to folks and I was getting people signed up for my newsletter and someone from a local um, Charlotte newspaper came up and wanted to interview me. And so stuff like that started to roll and then that got more people. Um, I also have a blog that I really love. It's called yesandyes.org. Okay. Okay. Um, And yes, she's so great. And she, her name's Sarah. um, She was accepting um, advertisements at the time. She's not anymore. Some people came through that and then word of mouth started. Like after that first year, it was, my friend has done this. I heard about it or um, repeat bookings. So from there, it just started to roll pretty organically. Amazing. And it, would you say that's still your biggest driver of, of traffic is just word of mouth? Yes. Yes. And I'm 50% proud of that. And that also 50% means that I'm just not great at social media. <laughs> like I do my best, but, and some people have come in through social media, but this concept takes so much trust and it just is helpful if someone that you know has done it and had a good experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think you should definitely be proud of that. That's incredible to have such a good reputation. Um, Thank you. Now, you mentioned your artwork briefly for your itineraries and that was one of the first things that I fell in love with when I was on your website is just the itineraries themselves. So could you describe that experience for clients, um, you know, the, the package that you send them, what that looks like and how you got that artwork designed? So the artwork, all the graphic art that's, you know, the logo and all of the stuff that shows up in the itineraries was designed by a friend of mine. Um, he is so brilliant. And he also did our wedding invitations, which is just a plug if you're getting married to definitely hire <laughs> him. His wedding invitations are so stinking cute. But um, <laughs> His name is, uh, is Bobby, and so on Instagram, it's Robert Bobby Art, all one thing. Okay. Um, he does the cutest, cutest stuff. And so I had been making the itineraries on my own for close to a year and was just like, I need to hand this over to Bobby because it's going to be way better And so he designed in Adobe the booklets and he's like, it's all, all you have to do is plug in the information. He made it so easy. That's perfect. So um, now what clients get in the mail is the booklet, the itinerary, which is just a one-off booklet. There's never another one like that. You know, it's all individually Mm. done. Um, They get their surprise sheet 
which they hold up and you'll see in the photos that shows where they're going to go. He designed that as well, of course. (laughs) And then I hand stamp everything else. So there's a little tag that they get and it's personalized to them. Um, I just want it to feel, so I've had a couple clients say it's like being a kid on Christmas morning and that's exactly how I want it to feel. Like someone put a lot of thought into this for you. Yeah. And I just, he helped me do that. So yeah. Uh, Yeah. I love it. And that uh, packet or that booklet is sent out a week in advance. Is that right? Yes. They receive it a week in advance. Mm -hmm. Okay. And before that, they're just given some information on, you know, maybe you might want to pack according to this sort of weather and arrive at the airport at this time. Otherwise they don't have any information. Is that correct? Exactly. So two weeks before they leave, the email comes and that's the weather forecast, what to pack, when to be at the airport, um, if they're flying. Otherwise, it's um, how far, how many hours it is to drive for road trips and um, some stuff about travel insurance. But but yes, basically that's it. And then a few days before, they get an updated weather forecast to help with packing. That's great. Yeah. So, so you've outsourced your artwork, which yes. is just fabulous. Other, other than that, have you outsourced anything else? Do you have a team that works with you or is this a one-woman show? It is, it is just me for now. Um, I would love to outsource social media. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not there yet. I'm not ready to hand that off yet. So, yeah, we'll see, you know, again, post-COVID what happens. Um, my hope is that everyone wants to travel once it's safe again and things kind of blow up and I can focus on just the, the client facing work and the, the planning and the booking and then hand off things like, you know, newsletter and social and all that stuff to somebody else who's better at it than me. Yeah, absolutely. And would you mind sharing how many uh, clients traveled with you in 2019? I don't know. That's a great question. I know that revenue doubled from 18 to 19. Oh, wow. But that's, that's incredible. Thank you. But that's not indicative of number because there's different budgets you can choose, right? So right. Um, I didn't look up that number before we talked. That's not okay. a million, you know. <laughs> but it's been growing steadily over the last three years, obviously, up until. It has. Until it has. But. Not as much as I'd like it to, honestly, but it has been growing steadily. And so I take that, that win. Okay. And yeah. that first year you said you were still teaching. So was that a full year of teaching or how many months into the business did you decide to, to go full time with it? So I started Wistaway in March of 2017 and I left teaching in June of 2018. So I taught for another okay. year and a half. And how did you manage to launch a business, do all this trip planning, you know, market yourself and be a, a full time teacher uh, for that? year and a bit. I am, uh, I love being busy. And so it doesn't feel draining to me. The, the teaching started to feel very draining because my heart was in whist away at that point. Um, and so, yeah, to be honest, like I wasn't doing a lot of extra stuff at home for teaching. It was all whist away and it, it balanced out eventually because I realized all the things I thought I needed to be doing to get whist away going weren't you know, they weren't paying dividends so I could cut some things back. 
but it's just, it was a learning, a learning time. And I was grateful. Yeah. I was so grateful to be able to leave teaching in June of 2018. Yeah. That's incredible. Thanks. Now, I mean, you've started this amazing uh, brand. Obviously, you know, we'll get into COVID a little bit. I don't want to mm, focus too much on sure. that. But what would you, what would you say other than this year were some of the biggest challenges you faced in, in getting your business going? Uh, mindset. My mindset has been the biggest challenge. Um, I, I really, in the beginning, fell under the spell of everything that I saw on Instagram. You know, I, I started hearing about all of the, and I would listen to tons of business podcasts too, which I still do, but you hear about people's stories and you don't hear about the first year, three years, five years, because a lot of people that don't, you know, succeed during that time drop off. I yeah. think there's some weird, some crazy statistic about businesses failing in the first five years. And it's just, you know, people getting discouraged. Right. And I think that's partially because we have this idea that it should be a certain way and we should get to a certain point by a certain time. And that's just not always the case. And it certainly hasn't been the case for me or for Wistaway. So, um, that's been my biggest challenge. And honestly, COVID has been a blessing in that way because it's like, it's full stop. Like there's nothing you can do, especially during that beginning phase, phase one, there's zero things that you can do right now to get, to get someone traveling. And I needed that full stop, like impossible, no way to take a, a step back and be like, you don't need to like, dog paddle about this so much like just take a breather it's going to happen when it's going to happen and then it started to happen this year so it's been wild yeah so what have you I mean yeah let's get into Mm -hmm. the COVID talk a little bit um how have you had to pivot your business or if, if at all and you know how have you been spending your time you know with with the lack of uh travel available at the moment so at the beginning, I, I made some mistakes and I had to then backpedal and write a very honest blog post to my followers because I wrote this super cringy now newsletter and it was like, oh gosh, I'm so ashamed by this, knowing what we know now, but it was like, you know, I'm still going to be traveling. Uh, this is just like it's being blown out of proportion. Um, you know, I put some t- statistics up from the CDC about comparing it with the flu, gross, 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 um, stuff. And I had to quickly backpedal and just be like, mea culpa guys. Like that was so out of line. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. We're staying home. And so after that, I just kind of said, I need to take a breather because I, I messed up. And that first phase anyway, it was my time was mostly spent on rescheduling and refunding people that were supposed to be traveling during that time, right? So after that flurry, it gets us to like June, July when stuff is starting to open back up. And I thought, I wonder if staycations could be a thing. So I launched that. No, it was nothing. So I got rid of it. And then I was like, okay, you know, my husband and I, are taking road trips and we're going out into the mountains 
and we're in a cabin and it's been, you know, cleaned with updated Airbnb standards, like this could be a thing. And so I launched road trips and it has worked out really well. Um, yeah. Uh, folks are like the, the honeymoon that's coming up is a road trip honeymoon. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. It's not your typical honeymoon, but they're making the best of it and they're going to have an amazing time. So, um, road trips haven't been a huge moneymaker because the budget is a lot less, Mm. but it's kept things steady. And I think that it's a really good first step into surprise travel because there's less, there's less risk. Like if I tell you I, I'm willing to drive four hours from Charlotte, like there's only so many places you can send me. And I'm not scared of any of those places, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's so a good it's point. been good. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much for being honest about some of the challenges and mistakes that you may have made at the, the start of this. And I definitely, I mean, the travel industry, you, you saw a lot of that, a lot of people saying, um, you know, don't worry, keep traveling. And mm-hmm. I think one, it's because we love travel and we don't want to, <laughs> we don't want to think of it not being a possibility. And also if it's your livelihood, then you need to encourage people to continue to do that. But right. um, it's, it's great to hear how you were able to, to make that shift um, and, and rebound from that and, and really make the most of it with these, these road trips. That sounds like a great alternative to um, long distance, uh, international travel. Yeah, it's been nice. It, it really has been. And, and it's allowed me to kind of research a bit more into the States, which I, you know, my personal focus has always been international. So it, I've found some really great places. So that's been cool too. That's great. Now you mentioned you, you have a travel blog and you have a newsletter. Um, do you get much traffic to your website through the the blog itself and and what kind of purpose does the the newsletter serve what kind of information are you sending out to your readers so the blog is kind of hit or miss because I am not consistent with it um sometimes I'll get an inspiration to write something and I will and other times it'll be like right now with COVID it's just like I can't write another travel blog man like I just can't so um Traffic comes when I put my attention to it, and when I don't, it doesn't, and I'm cool with that. Um, The newsletter is really fun because I send it out every week. I always have. I take one week off for the Christmas holidays and don't send anything out there, but other than that, I send it out really regularly, and it's a mixture of like internet roundup, here's some cool travel related articles that I found this week, or, uh, I just wrote one today that's going to go out Sunday and it's just letting my people know that they have until September 30th to book their holiday road trips because things book up so quickly. So reminders or it's client, um, like showcasing client trips and talking about them and, and trying to get, um, folks who read the newsletter to make recommendations about where people should go based on their um, their survey results. So it's, it's everything, but it's basically just a way to say, you know, I'm still here. If you need me, let me know. And also this is a crazy time. And if you just want to sit back and read the newsletters and not do anything else, you know, God bless. Yeah. 
How many how many subscribers do you have for your newsletter? I, so it's so funny you asked that because I looked today and it was around one thousand. Wow, that's really good. That's incredible. It's not that much, but I don't care. You know, <laughs> I think it's I think it's a really good number for having just started your business in March of twenty. Well, thank you. And I'm the open rates are really good, um, which I'm more proud of. Like, you know, all it takes for me to reach my financial goals are a couple book trips a month. Like it's, it doesn't take much. And so I really, I love on my people that are, are consistent and past clients. And like, it's like, we have a little, it's like a little club. Yeah. And you said you do a lot of, you have a lot of repeat customers Mm -hmm. as well. Is that the case? Yes. Yes. That's great. And that has to do with that, that newsletter is keeping people engaged, keeping your business top of mind. Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, I just, I love following up with my travelers and I, I FaceTimed with some folks in, uh, in Illinois that have taken two, two road trips and they just wanted to check in and see how things were going. Like <laughs> I've never met them before, oh, that's you really know? Nice. <laughs> oh, that's <Yeah>. great. <laughs> uh, so just to kind of wrap up, what, what advice would you give to someone who's you know, just starting, just wanting to start a, a travel agency or a, a, their own travel business. Um, is there anything you would have done differently or any big takeaways you've learned over the years? I would say go slowly with the money, right? Be scrappy, learn everything that you can um, because there's free information everywhere, podcasts, um, I really love StoryBrand. I really love Mike McCallowitz, who does Profit First. I really love Being Boss, their old episodes. Um, You can get all of this free information. You don't need to pay for it out the gate. And you also don't need to pay. Just hop on Canva and make yourself a logo. It's free. And do everything for free that you can at first. It will make you feel so much less stressed to get those clients coming in. Then... Give yourself the grace of knowing that it's not going to happen overnight and you're going to make a ton of mistakes. And as long as you learn from them and move forward, that's okay. It's actually great because then you know not what to do again. So that's all the things that I would have wanted to hear from someone. I think that's, I think that's really solid advice. Um, Well, Charlotte, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, where can people find you if they want to get in touch or if they're interested in having you plan a surprise trip for them? So I am on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not on Twitter, uh, but it's explore whisked away all together, all one word. And then the website is explorewhiskedaway.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Kara. I appreciate it.